0: New York Artists Collective. Hi there and welcome to the New York Artists Collective podcast. This next one's about my name is Stephanie Manns. I am your co-host. I'm a singer-songwriter and one of the New York Artists Collective producers. Today's guest is singer-songwriter Cassidy Andrews and she's here to talk about her latest song, What Was Wrong With Me. Cassidy Andrews, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, this is yeah. this podcast is this next one's about, and we like to talk about um, a song that you bring. Yes. Um, in a way that you might explain it to an audience, but some like we get a bit deeper under the covers, you know. Right, like, right. We'll we'll explore it. We'll get like we'll just lean hard into this song and what it means for you. Yeah. So prepare okay. to prepare yourself to I be. I can be prepared. Okay. for Depth. So we're, today we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so today we're talking about your latest single, What Was Wrong yeah. With Me? Have you figured it out? I'm kidding. Sorry. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm kidding, uh, of It turns out that I'm human. Uh-huh. That, that's usually what's wrong. It's not a wrong thing. Uh, I figure like it's
1: always, always wrong. Why is it always wrong? Because it's never perfect and there is like this, this striving for perfection, but yet everyone remains imperfect and human. I think it's great. I think that it's great that it is wrong to be human. Because it does unify us in some way.
0: We're all with fault all of yeah. the time. I do this
1: thing, and I've tried. we've tried to implement it with Queer Ladies Night, where instead of apologizing, you always thank the person for what they've done because you're just human. You know, instead of saying, the easiest example is instead of saying, sorry, I'm late, to say, thanks for understanding, or thanks for your patience. Mm-hmm. You know, like, thanks for understanding I was 10 minutes behind because of the train.
0: Back to the point. Tell me yeah. about the
1: song. <laughs> The song. Where did uh, it come from? What,
0: what was th- wrong? What did, why did you write it?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, it was a tumultuous time. I was I was dog-sitting, actually, when I wrote it uh, for my friend. Do you know Seth Falk? No. He was a very lovely person. Um, he had a very lovely dog. Uh, and I was I was in a bad relationship at the time. But it was, it was bad and still loving. There was a lot of like appreciation. There was also a lot of like sexual <laughs> tension with the relationship. But it also felt like, although it had been going on not so long, it felt as if it had spanned my entire life. And I, I can't remember. I think I had sort of written this poem before I had done the guitar part. And the poem was sort of just like, in the song, like the structure is quite clear of just like, we were kids like things were kind of innocent and we didn't really know what was going on and then we were like teens and it was like quite hot and we wanted to we were just so desperate for this connection and then we we're old and like how is this still happening and how did we get here and I felt I mean a lot of relationships have their own adolescence and teenager kind of phase and then adulthood um,
0: so and it was more of a metaphorical thing? like uh, Yeah, I
1: suppose so, because we hadn't known this person and I hadn't known each other our whole lives. And I think it's it goes beyond that relationship. And that relationship could, like, have really did sort of veer towards a more, like, abusive sort of space, whereas I think a lot of relationships can be quite healthy and still have this whole life. But it was just a question of, like what's wrong with this though there's so much love this life is just like out of necessity in a way that isn't hurting is hurting us both though we think we need it Mm -hmm. um and it came out of this question of like what's wrong looking inwardly what's wrong with me to be in this situation but then it does turn at some point and say like what's wrong with you to agree to this also um and it doesn't have to be about that it was about that at the time and now I feel like it's it's one of those songs that's just asking, you know, why are we human? Why is love not simple? Or when love is simple, how does it become fucked up or sad or rejected or just lost? It's just kind of that recurring question, which is
0: what we're all asking, it's what, what's wrong? So this was a, an independent single that you released?
1: Yeah, yeah, I worked with um, my friend, Mike Irish. It was really good to get that song down. It was funny because Mike had said it was one of the first times making a chart, and it was it was it felt singer songwriter, while also having a more pop vibe, which I wasn't necessarily going for. But all the choices that we made production wise really add to this narrative, and I can listen to the song and appreciate it, like appreciate the drums and the piano and the bass are all done by friends. Uh, and it doesn't feel too close to me where I'm just listening to myself. It feels... I felt good to collaborate on the tune. Okay, well, let's take a listen to the song.
2: There's a gift to the loose pain On the fence behind your house There's a taste swimming if you like. We were kids, never knowing where it ends, where it begins. What was wrong with
0: So Cassidy, what was wrong with me? Yes, I love the melancholy, the bittersweet, the sort of yeah, I like it. So you and you're, you describe yeah. your stuff as sort of melancholic, sad jokes, and oh, and charm. That was the other charm. One. Yeah, that was the bio. Say that? I it wasn't was a bio. bio. I don't know Probably who wrote your magical.
1: bio, but it was definitely there. I don't really know who wrote my bio too, but I have a feeling it was a combination of folk. Okay, but now you're recording new stuff. Yeah, an LP. Yeah, it'll be my first full length album. Um, I went through a breakup about a year ago, and I actually remember, and this is no offense to the person I broke up with because she knows me so much. I remember thinking maybe the day we we split, like, oh, yeah, in a year I want to kind of be doing an album. You know, like, this is... About this? Yeah, yeah. about, like, what has happened. It's okay. funny. It's like what was wrong. And I feel like if this had an alternative title, this LP, it would be, like, what was right because it was a really wonderful loving healthy relationship that I got a lot of confidence on I would hope she did we both accomplished really cool work projects at the time and still it didn't go as planned or as you know it wasn't best case scenario in the end but it's exciting to write about it and to understand it and to have had a year of playing out with new songs. I think I played a show at Rockwood the week we broke up, and then I played one two weeks later. I had just played one, and so it feels good. Even in studio yesterday, the engineer was like, wow, you really know this song inside and out, and it feels good to have played them against an audience to kind of gauge how good they are and how strong the songwriting is and what choices to make so going in I'm
0: uh it feels fully realized to be doing some new new stuff this has definitely been a very much heart on your sleeve single album that's yeah. coming up is that easy for you to do
1: yeah is it, it is I mean, it it,
0: must, <laughs> it feels like there must be a lot of catharsis kind of being so open about yeah. it. yeah yeah because your instagram is also very open about the process that you've been going through since yeah. this breakup that has been so formative for you and your music
1: yeah, I think it's a unique opportunity to have been in a really healthy open queer relationship and then just sort of process what that looks like after. And I can't imagine what it would have done for me, of course, if I had seen the same thing growing up, seeing a healthy relationship and then seeing how it
0: it comes apart. Do you mean seeing a healthy relationship full stop or seeing a healthy relationship between two women?
1: Two women in general, I think, yeah, I guess both. I think um, between two people and, of course, between two queer women. I don't know that I had a lot of that. It's so wonderful that, like, I feel as if I have a great relationship with my ex in this way that I can be open and that she knows this music is about her. And I verbalize in the relationship, like, if anything were to happen... I'll write about it. And as things were happening, I wrote about it. And a lot of them were lovely. And all of it's, I think my most honest self is in the songwriting of everything I do. Whenever I'm on stage, stage banter and lyrically, I'm telling the truth. And I don't at all pretend that in normal conversation, I'm always telling the truth. I love tricks and pranks and lies. (laughs) I think they're so funny (laughs) and playful. So it's a huge gift to be able to be as open as I am um, and be an artist who is living visibly f- because for so long I couldn't when I was in the closet. And then even opening up artistically is always hard, of course.
0: Were you, when you started performing, were you always out or was there a period? When no, you
1: I started performing when I was 13, 15. Um, I was booked a lot at bars and I was. Bars that you couldn't get into? Bars oh. that I couldn't get into unless I was performing. I feel like this is fine because it, it's already happened. Like I would be, you can add this sound if you want, but I would be so drunk at these performances that I was like a, a young person emoting on stage without any inhibition.
0: It's a great place to be where you can be open and authentic and relax on stage. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, it's the, the opposite. I think they feel that they can be more honest when they're off stage and there's a yeah. presence or a persona that you have on stage. And it's somehow like managing to marry the two of having a presence and also yet being authentic. Certainly, That's certainly what I've found because I think there was just so much kind of like stage fright that I needed to get over. So it was like, how do I become comfortable with this? But it's amazing that you can just go, yeah, I'm Cassidy, deal with it.
1: (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) I I feel like it'd be great if I could get to that place in real life and not just on the stage. You know, it's probably the opposite of Someone with a persona on stage and the real self out in the world.
0: Speaking of shows, so yes. you have been doing running um, a songwriters' night. Should we call it a songwriters' night? You've been running, yeah, mostly it's songwriters. Sometimes you... it's like just side side people who play on. So you've been running a series, series, a musician Calling series. A, yeah, yeah, we'll call it that. Well, you've been musician, running... but we also have poetry. <laughs> um, um, a queer focused around queer queer women. series. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And that's been going for about a year.
1: Yeah, less than a year, but um, just less than a year, I suppose.
0: Yeah. That you co-produced with Jesse Sandifer, who has been on the show. Yes. This is all true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have been doing that. Excellent. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, I see it. Confirmed. <laughs> um. And what was the the impetus behind this series? Um, what do you what, what what had you set out to do? Do you feel like you have built community with this?
1: <sighs> these are these are big questions. The community question, I think, is big. Uh, so I'll try to come back around to that one. Uh, originally I had I had been single for a month when Jesse and I met. We had actually Erica was the one who
0: said we should meet. Sorry. So Erica is Erica your bandmate? My bandmate, yes. Just, um just for the band Also band she me excellent violin,
1: keys, vocalist. She's a songwriter. Wonderful player. Yeah, person. She's fantastic. Um she had said we should meet and we did and sort of to me casually, I don't want to speak at all for Jesse's experience, Um, we were like, it would be great to just get queer women together. Um, We both knew people, we both had our own communities, and we booked a show at Sage 3 at Rockwood, and it sold out, and it brought together a lot of queer folks who had visibility. A lot of them were femme. Um, And I had sort of jokingly said, like, let's just call it Queer Ladies Night, and we went around with a couple of friends um saying maybe it should be called this maybe that and just simplistically i think we landed on queer ladies night although uh, there are non-binary people who have played it as well uh just as like a a counterculture to um like ladies night which would be either for straight men right going out to view ladies or like ladies night a lot of heterosexual women maybe going out for a to see dudes or I don't really know what heterosexual women do. That was the, do do? <laughs> do do? That was the end of my understanding. <laughs> um, yeah. It was just to be a space that's like more queer, more femme, non-binary. Um, and I mean, I think it's really, I, I would hesitate to say it has made community though. I think it has made community. Um, because I've made close friends through it that I didn't know before. It's so lovely to be able to have a huge list of queer and non-binary and femme or female folks who all play music and all are so fabulous. We've not had one person play where I even was like, oh, you're not that good. Everyone has been so excellent. And it's just so good to hire each other and to see each other. And I know that when I play, I have to out myself. You know, it's not immediately you're seeing me play and you're like, that's for sure a lesbian. And it's so good to just have this representation because I know I would have thrived off of it. And I think we've done so many shows where we've just had audience feedback that's incredibly moving. And just to... know what's what's out there, especially in New York. It's silly to be hidden from each other because of this competitive culture with women that's like we're meant to be plotted against each other because there's not so much space. It's great to just break that and say, there's space enough for all of us and we all do exist and we all are here. And it's lovely. So that it's collaborative, that the project is so we'll play on each other's stuff.
0: I was going to ask, so what, how, yeah. how to explain to someone who is listening, how does Queer Ladies Night work? So
1: essentially, we didn't always have this idea, but it's a one night band usually, or it's at least a collaborative night. So let's say you're someone who plays harp, and you also read poetry, and... Two things I cannot <laughs> do, <laughs> And you write songs, and you're going to play a couple of yours, maybe someone else who um, just sings and plays guitar is going to play guitar and sing on your tune. Or it's just meant to connect um, queer women and non-binary folks on a stage so everyone knows this is like a queer, safe, hopefully safe room. And we're kind of contributing to each other's art.
0: So Cassidy, unfortunately, it is time to wrap up. What is next for Cassidy Andrews? Uh, so you're recording now. Yes, plans um, to release? Plans to gig? Uh, plans to gig. Uh, no plans
1: to release. I would expect that this would be done at the end of the year. And I am gigging out at Threes Brewing in Guanas on September 10th and September 28th. Yes, you are. I am playing Rockwood Stage 3 with my friends Frank Bell and John Gardner. Do you
0: know I've been having so much fun in this conversation? I had even forgot that we were. This was the promoting a that gig show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: I absolutely said yes to this gig, and did. it is happening mm-hmm. at the end of September. Um, so yes. That, that is wonderful. Very yeah, much I'm hard. excited that it's with Frankie John.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Very it's, good. Dudes. It's it's rare that we have three people who know each other. Like it's really? usually one person yeah, yeah, who knows yeah, the other yeah. two, but not necessarily all three know each other. Oh, always totally so nice. fun too. Looking forward yeah. to it. Me too. A Wonderful. Lot. And if people want to support you and uh, follow your music, buy your music, come to your shows, where should they go? Uh, Cassidy Andrews is
1: what I am on Spotify, and, and on um, Instagram. Ins- not on Instagram, but like my handle is different. Mm. The handle is hot
0: blonde with an e, lesbian. Uh, That's an interesting handle, Cassidy. Yes. <laughs> I know we were talking. Um, off-air yes. about this. So. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And explain and discuss. Explain and discuss. <laughs>
1: well, first, you have hot.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Clearly, I'm, maybe not clearly, I'm joking a little bit. Like, hot, blonde, lesbian just sounds like, um, can I say porn?
0: You can say,
2: yep,
1: porn. Oh. It sounds like a porn account, which I think is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Because as I revealed (laughs) to you, also off air, I feel like a bit of a bro in some ways. Mm -hmm. So I think that's funny. But I'm not, this is really shocking, this is exclusive, I'm not a real blonde. (laughs) Um, So I think hot blonde is kind of funny, and then lesbian is true. And I think it, (laughs) for me at least, I don't know how anyone else is taking this, does a nice duality thing where it's both very funny (laughs) Because it's hot blonde lesbian, which is a ridiculous Instagram name, <laughs> and it's quite descriptive. Because I think when people meet me, they're like, "Oh, just um, she was maybe pretty, maybe not. I don't know." Um, and she had blonde hair. True, because I bleach it heavily myself in my apartment. Um, and lesbian, which I usually reveal because it's not.
0: You're very femme-presenting. I'm so not, usually fun. not
1: like. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm 10. That was the politically is correct that way of you were saying that. that. Yeah, it was not, but I appreciate that more.
0: <laughs> right, So good and great. I mean, I yeah. it's it's a great Instagram handle. It's very memorable. It's memorable, yeah. right? It's memorable. Yeah. I feel this is a good place to, to end. To on. end, yes. Yeah. So Cassidy Andrews, you will be playing Rock with Music Hall Stage Three alongside John <laughs> yes. Gardner and Frank Bell, September twenty eighth. 28th. 28th. Tickets are in the link for this Saturday episode.
1: Saturday Night Live. Yes. It will be great. It'll It'll be funny. It will be funny. We're three depressed and funny
0: people, I think. Cassidy Andrews, thank you so much for the show coming coming to record. And I very much look forward to seeing you perform in September. Thank you. Cassidy Andrews there. And you can catch Cassidy alongside Frank Bell and John Gardner from Common Jack. September 28th at Rockwood Music Hall Stage 3 from 6pm. All of those details are on our website, newyorkartistscollective.com, as well as our Instagram, which is at newyorkartistscollective. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not subscribe? And you can hear some incredible artists coming direct to your device. Thanks for listening to this next one's about. I'm Stephanie Mans. I'll see you next week.
2: New York Artists Collective.